0: Chicken or rice? Or rice, chicken? Or rice? It's not a bird, it's
1: not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's Superhero Slate, oh yeah.
0: Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes.
1: So let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard, and my name is Mike Royer,
0: and welcome to the superhero slate review of Dark Phoenix. Yes, don't get that
1: confused with uh, X Men Dark Phoenix because I didn't see the word X Men anywhere spelled out uh, in the credits of this film. I don't know about you.
0: No, no, they don't. Uh, they didn't. Also, didn't say X Women anywhere either. But you know, that's yes. neither here nor there. That is true. Uh, just uh, a heads up, as always, we will do spoiler-free first, and then we will dive into spoilers afterwards. Uh, but judging by the early box office numbers, um, no one's going to listen to this or watch this movie. So
1: Yes, the unfortunately, uh, the, the headlines were telegraphed uh, months, weeks uh, ahead of this movie. I've been seeing lots of down in flames, bursts into flames at the box office, so uh, that's all just... Speaking towards the amount of money this this movie made, not really towards the reviews, but we'll get into that here once we start talking about the film. But uh, yeah, not all that surprising. Not mm-hmm. a lot of people were looking forward to the movie, so I'm not surprised a lot of people didn't rush to go see it. So well, it's it's tough out there. I mean, my movie theater it's a it's a smaller theater, just eight screens. So, uh, Endgame is already out of it by now, but I'm sure some theaters that have um, a higher count, you could probably still oh, go see Endgame.
0: In Endgame and Captain Marvel, I think are both in the theater. I, I saw. Oh Dark wow, Phoenix Captain
1: Marvel is still out there. One thing that was kind of funny, they somebody must have programmed like the wrong trailer set in front of our movie because we got tom holland talking to our theater that said oh i bet you're surprised to see me but there's a new spider-man trailer but we're not going to show it to you right now because we don't want to spoil it so we'll show it after your viewing of endgame and i was like wait a minute what am i about to watch endgame uh, again that probably wouldn't be too bad but i'm specifically really, here so i can see dark phoenix and really so, i actually
0: got the full um far from home trailer in front uh, of ours well not
1: not me sir
0: well Just judging by the box, this is not the only movie to open this weekend. It did have um, some strict competition with The Secret Life of Pets 2. Yeah. Um, And I did, however, when we walked in, there was a family with, I think, five kids, five small children, um, and two adults walking to see The Secret Life of Pets 2. But on the other note, uh, people in the office, I told them I was going to watch this movie, and they were very excited about The average or less than average movie goer is very excited to watch this uh,
1: you know that is a strange phenomenon because i th- i had like two middle-aged women on like a movie date together like watching this movie just on a like a, a a late sunday morning usually when most of these type of people would be at brunch somewhere but they were at dark phoenix and they were they were kind of annoying. They were talking during the movie here and there, but I heard them going like, Oh no, that's the dark Phoenix. You know, Oh, this is this person. Oh, that's Xavier. I'm just like, wow, really? I guess. I mean, if the X-Men franchise has been around this long, they could have just, they could have just been young, young folks when they saw X-1 (laughs) and now they've just aged through the whole franchise. So yeah, it's very strange people that are still hooked into this franchise after all this year. Mm -hmm.
0: And and, and as people may have known, we are, so ingrained into the news the, the 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 good the bad uh the ugly if you will um you know we we've, we've suffered through i think this show has gone through how many x-men movies at least apocalypse dark phoenix logan is that it so far is that po-
1: the... possibly days of future past that might have been on the cusp of when we started the show i don't quite remember
0: yeah uh so it's uh we've we've, we've also aged through some of these x-men movies but i mean um I've, I've got nothing else to preface it with other than the box office numbers I just looked at, Mike. I mean, I, I just thought it was um, a telltale sign when Secret Life of Pet's sequel that I didn't even know was out uh, beat, beat Dark Phoenix at the box office. Well,
1: I mean, I, I wouldn't shy away from that. Illumination, they might not be making, like, Pixar-tier critical films but if you go look at box office numbers for any illumination film whether it's minions despicable me or the first secret life of pets they make bank they make lots of money so uh i mean there's there's one f-bomb i guess spoilers there's one f-bomb in in dark phoenix so maybe don't take your kids to that uh but uh, i don't want to jump the gun but but chris please please let me know spoiler free here real quick what did you think of dark phoenix
0: Oh man, how do I how do I find the words for this? Um <laughs> Phoenixes are, are about the the meta- the the I guess the representation of life and death, right? They they die, they turn to ash and then they're reborn and you see something new. Well, Dark Phoenix is a, kind of a metaphorical phoenix for the X-Men saga. This is the death portion of it. This is dying, <laughs> it is turning to ash, it will be blown away in the wind and forgotten about in no less than one possibly two weeks here. Um, mm. And then we can look forward to it, X-Men coming to life and, and being rejuvenated in the MCU at a later date. So, um, trying to not just be one of those episodes where we just, like, you know, beat a dead horse here. But Dark Phoenix is not a fun, exhilarating movie that, that we we knew it wasn't going to be going into it. Um, especially when they rehash a movie they did already in 2000, what, five. By the
1: but what was it by the same writer or same director? It, yeah, the
0: same writer. Simon. This is Ooh. Simon Kinberg's first directorial thing in in the X Men universe, um, and he wanted to retell it in the '90s. And and how are these people thirty two years later <laughs> looking the same age, you know, or more? Yeah, it's it's a lot of it. I mean, I think their 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 process. It, hey, do you remember watching the last movie? Well, that's all you need to know going to this one. There's no continuity. There's nothing really huge going on here and i i think um other than i'm going we'll talk about in spoilers some weak villains um if there even is any i i think this movie's not nearly as bad as i thought it would be because i think apocalypse is a lot worse because i think it stretches too far this is just going to be one of those um i guess a, a gut like i said a, a breeze is going to come through blow it away and i'll never remember dark phoenix ever again so uh it, it is not fun is not good this if you have to watch it if you have to watch all the x-men movies by fox wait till it comes out on whatever streaming service you have or if you need to rent it don't go to the theater save your money popcorn won't even save you on this movie uh, mike i i feel i feel like i know what you're gonna say so go ahead and drop it on us
1: Well, I think one of my uh, Benchmarks for films This is like the simple pass you need The simple test you need to pass when I'm in a movie theater Is you just need to be more entertaining Than just the atmosphere inside of the theater That I am And I found myself many a times just looking around Like, oh, that's an interesting floor Oh, look at this weird little cut in the leather on my chair This movie was just absolutely Utterly boring And just devoid of entertainment Um, there's, There's Just characters that you don't don't care about even though you've been with them for years they make reference to X-Men first class by almost literally saying the title of the film and then the then the whole time you were just wishing man i just wish i was just rewatching first class just there's so much potential back then and just to see it all wasted on this film you know you could say what you will about you know the disney acquisition but even if this movie even if this whole studio was not bought by disney i would not want to watch another x-men movie with this franchise and with this cast and when we get into spoilers we can talk a little bit about the third act and how it was kind of swapped and changed uh, depending on other other movies and other franchises out there but wow this movie was just so boring I was so happy when it was over I was extra happy when you told me that there was no end credits for this film so as soon as the credits rolled I just walked right out Um, probably some people in the theater like oh why is this guy leaving there could be an end credit scene uh, you know, you just got to get out of that theater. This was no fun mm-hmm. uh, there. I mean, sometimes some mutant powers can be on display in this film that can be kind of entertaining, but nothing to the level of where you could like clip it and put it up on YouTube. Like at least in the <laughs> exactly like at least at least in the past of these kind of new X-Men movies, you could at least clip out the Quicksilver scenes and put them up on YouTube and have some fun. But there is you you can't even get like a solid 60 seconds out of this film. There, there was kind of interesting nightcrawler scene uh, towards uh, uh, the back half of the film that that you know was a little bit enjoyable. But man, this franchise is just completely and utterly run out of gasoline uh the car is empty it's just beat to death by golf clubs and bats and then disney came along and then bought it because it was very cheap and affordable so i i'm all i'm all out of analogies here uh i yeah i'd love to jump into spoilers and we can at least talk about maybe some of the little bits that we enjoyed and just try to figure out who the hell these villains were and what the hell was the point <laughs> yeah
0: i agree so we're gonna jump into spoilers here time codes in the bottom uh if you want to back out and come back but this if you've listened this far you've probably seen it or are not want to see it just hear what we talk about but like i like i said i agree with you it <clears throat> it is a competent film this movie does it, it, if this was made and it wasn't x-men and we weren't holed up to like superhero bars today it's a competent movie but it is yeah, so you, boring like you yeah. said
1: If you had to compare it to like a recent film that we've talked about on the show, Hellboy. Um, when it comes to just like the technical merits of the film, of course it, it's a it's a 20th Century Fox movie. It has the budget, you know. It, it, at times it looks good. The effects are the effects are good. Some of some of the costumes can be kind of interesting. You know, Hellboy just had like technical you know mm-hmm. issues and like ADR. This doesn't have those problems. This just has a complete utter lack of interesting story uh, with the movie. And uh, Jessica Chastain was I was expecting for some sort of like cool mutation or reveal of of her alien body at the end because when they introduced the aliens at the beginning, they were kind of interesting and kind of creepy yeah. since they were kind of the color of the trees that they were emerging out of. You, you almost had to squint at the screen and be like, oh, what are those? Oh, that's actually kind of creepy. What's going on here? And then you really never see them again what, what? at all through the film and it's like, the whole time I was like, "Wait, these were supposed to be scrolls at one
0: point in time, weren't they?" Well, well may I? They they have the same powers as scrolls. They have the same look. Uh, when you briefly see them as scrolls, the only time they're mentioned as a Dabari, and that character is uh, called Vuk, is literally in a foreign language, which could have been originally filmed as scroll language. Yeah, that's true. And and, and literally, they they could be any shape-shifting alien they like literally they i think that's what it was they were like we're scrolls we're filming the scrolls then they were like oh disney's gonna buy us we have to swap this out for a lesser known species that we'll never ever use again. no one will ever use a dabari ever and if they do it'll be that much better And I don't
1: know how much of this is rumor or if it's uh, provable anywhere in a court of law, but I was seeing some people online saying that the, the third act of the train scene, a lot of these interiors of the train scene were actually supposed to be taking place inside of spaceships, like out in space and uh gene gray was supposed to be going like all phoenix force crazy and basically pulling a captain marvel and like flying through all these ships and blowing them up and you know w- and when captain marvel was coming on the scene they decided to change things up i don't know how true that is but you know after knowing that this third act was entirely changed uh, in reshoots it does make me wonder like yeah do you just totally throw everything out you had in the third act or maybe you can reuse some of those it, interiors you know it
0: would not have saved the movie if, oh, if yeah. it if no, it had no, no, no. left the original one like there's nothing by this point it like you're already kind of checked out you're like i'm not invested um again quicksilver did he was got knocked aside was out the whole movie like how uh-huh. disappointing is that you're like he's gonna get one good sequence right one good run running sequence maybe he shows up in the new york or something no he's gone he he ran up some wood and got blasted aside um same way he did in apocalypse like apparently the phoenix force moves faster than he does um mm-hmm. and then what was it um Oh, Mystique, uh, Jennifer Lawrence had a couple uh, scenes at the beginning and then was promptly uh, impaled on, on a house.
1: Uh, I mean, I guess it totally changes the story, but I would have been happy if Jennifer Lawrence just died in the spaceship at the very beginning just so we could be rid of her. Like, she seemed to be about as tired of this franchise as we were.
0: Well, she had to stay – again, They had to. she had to stay around so she could say that she was part of the first class, Mike. I mean, they didn't <laughs> have that line. They couldn't reference that movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's one of those things uh, I, a lot of the stuff I mean, I, I had enough bored time I am analyzing this movie a little harder than I should have been I'm like, if they were 30 if, if Gene Gregg wrecked the car 32 years ago Why are they sneaking off in the woods To drink liquor out of a Like they're not eighteen. Like I know they're supposed to look eighteen, but they're not. Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't remember exactly what the math was, but I believe Xavier and Magneto are supposed to be in their like mid sixties by the time this comes. And what what even is the point of setting this movie in the nineties? Really, you know, Kinberg should have just been more ambiguous about the time, and no one even would have cared because no one even really cared about this movie to begin with. So I guess they kind of wanted to hook it up into the space shuttle endeavor to just kind of like give them a mission at the very beginning of the film but nothing else about this film is 90s at all yeah. most of the characters are just in either just normal generic kind of uh, always century appropriate uh, appropriate clothes or they're just in their x-men uniforms so nothing really anchors this can, to the 90s really at all
0: can we talk about how they they ended the last movie the one of the best parts about the apocalypse ended in their cool uniforms and they immediately went to the bland ass blue With the yellow X on them in this one And I'm like mm-hmm. that's boring as hell uh, We don't see yeah. anyone else There are no other mutants really at Xavier's party Well they introduced Dazzler Dazzler's the only extra mutant they introduced at Xavier's Institute uh, She was the one singing and turning the light Into sound the light Man
1: that should have been Taylor Swift well,
0: that, But <laughs>
1: Taylor Swift would only do it If it was a proper MCU movie uh, yeah. She's not going to lower herself for this They're going to
0: save that one for, for the real thing um, Magneto had a, a telepath and a uh, a guy who whipped his hair back and forth. Um, <laughs>
1: yes, he did.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, and then um, really that was and then they fought. They fought New York and then the mutant the team catch him and then they were. On the I train. was hoping
1: I was hoping Magneto was gonna die. I mean, just because I didn't, I don't care. I don't care about any of these characters or this franchise anymore. So I was like, hell yeah, just do it, kill Magneto, crush his head in. I was playing um, the new Mortal Kombat yesterday, and I was watching all of these like visceral kills and like um, finishers, and I was like, oh yeah, just like crush his head. You've already used the f bomb. Just go ahead and really push this PG thirteen rating to the edge. But then they copped out, and the helmet just splits open, and then everybody just gets tossed aside. That is like the number. Number one way to neutralize any villain or any hero in the X Men movies is just they get tossed against the wall and then they're done for that action scene. You don't have to worry about them cropping back up. That happened every time,
0: I, <laughs> every time. I do have to give James McAvoy um, props for his, his acting in this one. I mean, I did enjoy, like especially like the the really creepy scene where she made him walk up the stairs with her like telepathy kind of thing i'm like um. <laughs> I, I i just kept thinking of that game quop
1: on uh, oh, yeah. on the computer <laughs> you hit the keys to make that dude sprint across the track yeah that was kind of that was kind of weird <laughs> and,
0: and then the ending actually went the other way i didn't i didn't think Jean would be good by the end and embrace her powers but she did they would all captain marvel on us And she powered up and made everybody turn to ash out of a la Infinity War. So um I I, it's hard to like I'm trying it's hard to remember things about this movie, how it got to be there's
1: there's two things that I don't know if I can necessarily blame blame this film on necessarily, but they could have at least maybe attempted something else. The first one was Phoenix powers in general are just kind of boring especially when the whole this whole universe of x-men everybody has unique fun powers like even though the dude with dreadlock whips is kind of just weird and goofy at least it was kind of entertaining to watch him do it cyclops's beam was actually kind of cool uh it seemed like it was really hitting some people with punches and they didn't nerf it at all like that beam it seemed like if he could connect that beam could have killed like jessica chastain and the whole thing would have been over with um So you have all these interesting mutant powers, and what really does the Dark Phoenix power do? It just kind of makes Jean Grey more powerful. Like, maybe sometimes you get some, like, red light beams or something like that but really visually on film it's just utterly nothing there's no point of it Uh, like in the X-Men versus the Marvel comic books you know when the Phoenix Force comes down and gets in the different characters at least like their costumes change they get kind of cool new looks and uh, they really seem to be really large threats Uh, in this film it's just kind of like I don't really care and it seems like the Phoenix Force is really easy to get rid of Like I didn't realize anybody could just walk up to it and just pull it out of you that just kind of seems very easy way to solve the problem mm-hmm. uh so that so i don't know if really a film could fix that problem and also problem number two is when did the first x-men movie come out what was it 2000
0: i think it was 2000, like, 2000 or 99 i think it was yeah 2000. I, was like,
1: I was gonna say maybe 2001 but we've been with this for like like basically 20 years i'm so tired of of hearing the same X-Men story of just prejudiced against mutants. It's, it's an important allegory to what happens in the real world. A 100% agree. But every movie hangs on this plot point of like mutants don't want to be discriminated against and after you've done so many films there's no new way to tell the story anymore so that's just why even if disney didn't buy the fox x-men franchise you're just running out of ground to take this someplace so and we just got more of that in this film where it was kind of they took a clever a point or at the very beginning of the movie everybody loved the X-Men and apparently everybody on the entire planet watches uh, US space shuttles go up in the launch even just like random desert holes in the middle of nowhere have TVs and are concerned about the United States space shuttle mission which was kind of weird uh, but they're all heroes and then it just all flips the coin flips at the very end, and we, and everybody hates them again. And then they never solve that problem at the very end of the no. movie, anyway. So it's just like it's always the same threat, and it's just boring. What? So when the MCU gets a hold of them and they build the 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 the, the X Men back up, are they going to take a similar tone? Because they've all they've also kind of taken that story a little bit to heart in the MCU already. They've already tried to do the Superhuman Registration Act, you know, the Sokovia Accords. So maybe the the mutants will just kind of piggyback on that a little bit. I don't know, but man, I'm tired of that story. <laughs>
0: well, and, and I think it's also one of those things where, you know, they beat it to death and they, they don't make it more interesting each time. And, you know, the phoenix at the end of the day was just another big amorphous gray blob in space and didn't even take a phoenix form until the end of of the thing. And I'm pretty sure didn't Cyclops say, Do you hear what the kids are calling you? Phoenix and they're like, ha ha and then like the aliens are like, It's the Phoenix Force. Like <laughs> like that. like it's not a coincidence. Like they should do this. I just was very underwhelmed. It kinda of felt like Galactus out of the um was it the second Fantastic Four movie? Rise of Silver. Yeah, Hoover, just
1: kind it? of like this weird hive mind it was kind of interesting to hear yeah. hear their their origins of the uh, the phoenix force you know the origin of the universe but man that's such a broad huge concept to bring into this small x-men universe like it should have been a bigger more interesting deal for the x-men to learn that there's aliens out there you know and like xavier was just like what are you so there's this whole broad concept the better that question I'm sure... is what are you <laughs> oh, God. Some cliche. The worst <laughs> cliche line in the whole film was at the very end when she was like, your emotions make you weak. And then I was just – they had this long dramatic pause. I was like, here it comes. Oh, no. I already know what it's going to be. Here it is. No, my emotions make me strong. And I was like, and there we go. And I was just rolling my eyes out of my back of my head. And my eyes were rolling down the steps back to my car to wait for me to get out of this movie. So, yeah, this is – I don't I don't even know if I have anything left to say. Yeah. It's it's just such a throwaway film cuz it's just like you no one cares about the decade they live in. No one on this film set cares about them looking 65 years old. Mm-hmm. None of this makes any sense. She already had the Phoenix Force at the end of Apocalypse, but nobody cared about that movie anyway, so that wasn't addressed at all. Uh, like they make a good point that Xavier really doesn't give a shit about any of these kids at the beginning of the film. So I didn't give a shit about anybody else either, but wow, what a bummer. What a sad way to end it on. That's kind of my biggest disappointment. At least they could have found a way to maybe just do a send-off to all of these characters. Technically, we don't really have any holdovers from the very first X-films, you know, because Logan, man, he got that perfect send-off, and I guess these films really were always Hugh, Hugh Jackman movies, but, man, it would have been, you know, kind of nice to... To wave goodbye to the X Men Fox movies in some sort of sweet passionate well, way, and that didn't that didn't
0: happen. Well, not even I, there's there's a perfect. I, I really enjoy. I think I, I can't say I enjoy. It. I really appreciate the ending where it's Xavier Magneto playing chess because we've we've seen that throughout all the movies, right? So mm-hmm. like that's not bad. But um, if they if they could have had like Hugh Jackman like maybe be their waiter or be like at a table beside them at the end <laughs> and just like had it all wrapped up right there done. That would have been fine. I still wish it would have been my other way, where the Phoenix des- destroyed everything and rebuilt life. Because if it is the thing to rebuild life, why did they not use that? Why did she not use that power at all yeah. to bring back like even like Mystique? Wouldn't that, that would like that would have been a twist that we didn't see coming. Like yeah. they this like they been... showed us die. They showed her die because they're going to bring her back later with yeah. the Phoenix Force.
1: I mean, talk about one of the few times in Hollywood history where you just have free license to pretty much do whatever you want. None of these characters are coming back. This franchise is not being renewed. Uh, no one's going to remember it. No one cares about it anymore. Just go for crazy balls to the wall, just bizarre ending that nobody thought would ever happen. And at least that might get some more butts in seats. But we just got very generic. I thought it was going to be the Dark Knight Rises. I thought I thought we were going to see Jean Grey like sipping tea uh, at, at a couple tables over or something like that. And we... We almost—you almost, almost
0: got that. You got her up in the sky in the hey, shape of as a bird. Yeah, it's like is,
1: is nobody else worried about that fire bird in the sky? How that long? How long ago was this? Later,
0: she just floating around in the space right yeah. above the planet. The whole—I don't. know. Yeah.
1: And that's the same ending to X2, where she falls into the water and then you see the bird in the, in the water, like flowing, th- flowing under the water. It's like, man, it's such a lack of originality. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, and uh, w- without Hugh Jackman and without Stanley in this, this movie was worse for it. They'd at yeah. least had us some YouTube scenes we could have looked at, but... We don't even get those anymore, Mike. Like you said, Mm-mm. so uh, womp womp. Yeah, again, I, I do appreciate you know their use of Nightcrawler. He did go a little psycho and started killing people there. Yeah, at the end, so that was fun. when he,
1: when he kind of lost it at the end. That was my probably my favorite only part. Magneto did some cool stuff in the train with some metal. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah that's about it the only highlights really the only highlights was Cyclops saying the F word just because it was funny and out of nowhere and then every once in a while you might get a cool mutant power but even like these are mutant powers they're like basically fantastical things that humans can do and Captain America who just has a shield does cooler things with throwing it like a boomerang than any mutant did in this movie with like an, uh, with like basically a superpower. Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't know what I can say anymore about this movie. <laughs> well,
0: I, well, one, I will add one more thing. Yeah. If you seen the South park where Eric, Uh, uh, cartman pretends he's a a telepath and he's predicting where people are dying (laughs) yeah he has he has the battle with the other telepaths in his house Uh, that uh. was xavier versus magneto's telepath on the street there (laughs) no effects nothing they're just holding their heads up to their hands pulling nightcrawler back fakely back and forth i was Uh, like that's funny that's boring i like that um anyway well that is dark phoenix for everybody there uh don't stay after there's no end credits don't go see it if you can help it so we'll do that mike uh we got some news to record if you want to i think it's going to be a great episode that's going to be a great follow-up to this so if people want to know what you're doing where can they find you at
1: well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, where can people find you?
0: I head over to Twitter, find me at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. I can also head over to Comic UI. If people want to listen to our news episode, like I said, which I think is way better than this movie review, <laughs> uh, where can people go find that one at?
1: Uh, all you got to do is visit superhero slate dot com that is your number one resource for all things superhero slate we got a nice upcoming release calendar so you can see all the films that we 're going to be talking about on this show. Uh, and a nice, just simple text list on our website. So you can check that out at superhero SuperHeroSlate.com. Uh, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We got merch at superhero slash store. Uh, we love everybody out there that listens to us. You're our BFFs. Uh, we love reviews from you. I hear they're breaking off the podcast app from iTunes on desktop. So maybe now it might be easier to find us on your desktop and go write us a review on your fully functioning uh, keyboard. So uh, we love your reviews we love hearing from you and we love our super fans so if you want to be a super fan out there of superhero slate all you got to do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy and we will be here every week and make sure you subscribe because we're about to talk about the news
0: that's right we will catch you guys over there all right adios thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe
1: yeah i'd much rather talk about the news today than this movie